So when you're on a diet and you screw up and you fall off the wagon, those are words I don't like to use, but um, you throw in the towel after a while because it's like, this is too hard. I feel guilty all the time. I don't want to do it. But if you were to just keep moving forward, then you're, you're progressing, you're yeah. making change and you're still reaping the benefits. So that's really the idea behind it. The sun is coming up, are you ready to go? We can take a ride, we can take it slow, yo. It's your boy Paul Fishman, self-love coach and you-do-you activist, excited to welcome you on the road to self-love. Each week I'm going to be joined by a very special guest in my car as we travel, literally and figuratively, on the road to self-love. We're going to have very candid conversation about life, self-love, business, and so much more, all with the goal of giving you the tools that you need to learn how to love yourself unconditionally. I hope you're ready, so let's get buckled up, because here we go. Oh, hey, self-lovers. Welcome back to The Road to Self-Love. It's your boy, Paul Fishman, self-love coach, and you do you activist. So as usual, excited for today's episode, because if you're not excited, well, what's even the point? Am I right? You can't answer me back, so I'm right. (laughs) Anyway, today I am joined by none other than Jess Sukan, and she is a holistic health coach and has been on quite the wild ride when it comes to her body and her journey with accepting food as nourishment and not the evil villain that we have been convinced as a community and a collective to view food as. So just as much as she shares her story, I'm really passionate about sharing my story. And I want you to know that if you're going through the ringer when it comes to your relationship with food, if you're going through the ringer when it comes to your relationship with your body image and how you perceive yourself, A, you are not alone. And B, I am here with you. (laughs) Okay, Paul, making Michael like shiva in his grave. Anyway, today's show is really exciting for me because once again, I just get to have a really vulnerable conversation with someone who has an expertise in something that I'm not necessarily as good at as she is. So with that being said, I'm really excited to welcome Jess onto the show, and I want you to make sure you listen till the end because she has a very special opportunity for you to work with her to really eliminate things in your life that are no longer serving you. So let's get buckled up and get ready because here we go. Welcome back to The Road to Self-Love. It's your boy, Paul Fishman, self-love coach, and you do you activist here today. Wait, I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your last name. Oh my gosh, I always tell people it's Sukan, like Toucan, and that helps them remember. Great, because I was going to be like, Suchan. Everyone says Suchan. When I first met my husband, I was convinced maybe he was Asian, because I was like, oh, (laughs) Suchan. He must have something in him. Great, 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 great. So uh, this is just Sukan, like Toucan, but we're not into the Fruit Loops. And unless, you know, we are, I don't know. But balance. Ba- balance. You got to have the fruit loops. And um, she is a health coach and uh, has Body Bliss by Jess. But the thing for me about self-love is I love to have my guests introduce themselves. So I'm going to let you take the wheel. Oh, okay. Wheel. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Um, I'm Jess. This is so fun, by the way. I love this idea. It's Thank you. It's so great. Um, so I'm Jess Sukan. Uh, like Toucan. Mm -hmm. And as Paul said, I'm a holistic health and wellness coach. And what do you want me to say? Just whatever you want. Yeah. Do whatever you feel called to say. Whatever I feel called to say. And you just don't even have to look at the, 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 um, Oh, you can just look look around the palm trees, look into your beautiful blue eyes. mm -hmm. (laughs) So mesmerizing. (laughs) You can come back anytime. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, basically what I do is I work with clients, mostly women, um, all around the country. And I do that privately through, um, one-on-one calls or in person if they're in LA and we really work to help them to create habits that will stick and a lifestyle that they can look forward to waking up to in the morning versus 
the alternative, which is the restrictive diets, um, the counting calories, tracking macros, like having everything be really specific to just food and working out. Um, I believe that we have to look at everything. Holistic picture is what I say, because it really doesn't matter if you're eating the quote unquote perfect foods. Um, if you are not addressing, um, you know, how you're feeling when you wake up in the morning, what are your energy levels like? Are you sleeping well? Are you in a healthy relationship or is it toxic and it's leading you to want to stress eat? Um, you know, are you in a job that brings you joy or are you going to work every day dreading and counting down the minutes? I know I used to do that. So, um, we, we can't really, you know, the biggest thing that I say is that the food is just a reflection of everything else going on in our life. So what shows up on your plate, um, is because of all these other factors. So we have to get to the root and ask a lot of questions and I love to listen and just and get information. And from there we can create sort of like a customized, not really plan, but like goals and action steps and, and things that you really look forward to. And if you're excited about what you're doing, that's where change happens. Yeah. This excitement thing. But so you said a couple of things that I want to know, because normally when we coach on something, it's because either it's something that we needed for a really long time or we currently need. Yeah. So you mentioned a couple of things. You talked about restriction. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know if you have a past with around this concept. Oh, yeah, honey, I do. OK, honey, <laughs> let's talk about it. OK, so restriction used to be my middle name. Oh. Um, I changed it to Lee. OK, um, but yes, I so my little, I struggle with making this short, but I will, I will, I'm getting better at okay, it. Okay, great. So I was very active in high school, as many of us are. I was on the swim team. I played volleyball. I didn't have to think about what I ate, but I was also raised in a really healthy household. My mom's a hormone health expert and she, and I actually work together now, but she was always a, a health educator. And so we were raised juicing carrot juice on the weekends and eating buckwheat pancakes. And we had like one day of the week where we could have sweets and it was our treat day. But, um, in high school, when you get the freedom to go off campus and you learn about Taco Bell chalupas and frappuccinos, um, you tell your parents that you ate your lunch that they packed for you. And then you leave it in the locker and you go get Talk about. Oh, and then it turns into a science project. Exactly. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So this is really interesting because I kind of had the same same upbringing when uh-huh. it comes to this whole idea. Like my mom was super like holistic. She like had us getting acupuncture when we were really young. Like mm-hmm. had my brother on like this like green juice drink when he was really little to help his energy levels. Uh-huh. And like how for me it was. It, I've been working really hard on reprogramming what's been going on in my head. Yes. Was that like, was that like, although like you and your mom work together now, was that kind of like something hard that you had to, to work through mm-hmm. with regards to like being, thinking that you could only have sweets one day a week and all this kind of stuff? Like the restriction yeah. that I sort of maybe experienced as a child. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that in a way played into it. I mm-hmm. feel like for me and my sister, the whole like sweet day Friday was like very exciting for us because yeah. we were like, oh, we get to go have chocolate croissants. We lived in London. I grew up in England. So we had little English accents and um, pan au chocolat was like our favorite thing after dance class. And but I do remember it's funny. I remember going into this new stand is what they call it. It's like a convenience store in the U.S. And on not my sweet day and my friend and I would steal candy like we didn't really know what we were doing but I was like oh we'll take a couple like coke bottles from the little like candy jar here and there it was like a mini handful of candy Mm -hmm. and because I didn't have money and so and I just felt like I wanted it and so I've thought about that lately like obviously something in me and I would try to trade my lunch food for like the unhealthier options at school so I think yes and but there was aspects, too, of, like, making the buckwheat pancakes and juicing the juice with my dad that we really loved. And it wasn't like we were like, oh, man, dad, like, green juice. But I think, you know, I always did have that in the back of my mind, like, I should be healthy. And that's why I hid some of those habits in high school. And then as a result, I, you know, once I quit the sports teams, like, my senior year of high school, 
I really truly did kind of balloon up in what felt like overnight. And it was like, not like 10 pounds. It was like 40 pounds. Wow. And my, you know, it was very shocking. And I've always kind of been more of a private person when it comes to dealing with things going on internally. I feel like I can like get through it myself. And so something I've worked on, but so I was kind of like, okay, my pant sizes are going from like this to this and it keeps increasing. And like those pants aren't fitting me anymore. I'm way less um, confident in a tank top. Like I would put jackets over and I was like layering everything. And that's when I really realized my body was changing. And so when that happened, I got very desperate and I found out about diet pills. I found, and that was kind of the gateway Mm -hmm. and started to experiment with some diet pills and not eating while taking the diet pills and feeling sick as a result. And then being like, okay, maybe diet pills don't work, but there has to be another way. So I found out about calorie counting and went into college and it was like, I lost the freshman 15 instead of gaining it. But then I proceeded to yo-yo all the way through college because I wanted to binge drink with my friends. I wanted the fourth meal, but then I still wanted to fit in. I wanted to meet a guy. Um, So that was hard. I was also in an emotionally abusive relationship all throughout college. Oh my gosh, same. You were? Yeah. Wait, let's talk about that. Well, let, well, not mine. Let's talk oh, about yours. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we could talk about it. Uh, my, mine wasn't, mine was after college, but, uh, you know, okay. but the thing for me was that I was choosing these women to date who weren't that great because I was closeted yeah. and I, I didn't think that I deserved happiness. So I was mm. like, I was always setting myself up for failure in any relationship, whether it was like not being like fully attracted to them or like them being like crazy, verbally abusive or thing, you know, so I was just choosing like the wrong type of person. Mm -hmm. That was my Mm self-sabotage, keeping me from finding my self-love journey. But it must be hard to choose the right person if it's not the gender that you're attracted to. Yeah. Well, and that was, that was the baseline, right? right? Because I was there and I was like, okay, I... I mean, my whole thing, because you and I kind of like, there's a lot of parallels in our life. Like I was really overweight as a kid mm-hmm. and it has, uh, there's a lot of like emotional stuff that, ha- that is the reason why. And like, I'm going through this journey right now and realizing that my body hasn't felt safe mm-hmm. for over 24 years. Yes. So I'm working on getting to feel safe in my body again. And with, within that, it's just been really interesting, like exploring when I started gaining the weight, why I started gaining the weight, like why did I not feel safe in my life? And that was when I started being made fun of and mm-hmm. all these things. So it's like you, you, there's so much more than calories oh and macros to, to conditioning our bodies. And, but look, but my question for you is like, why, why is this kept a secret? Like it feels like it's this like secret that you only can find out if like you start digging. Like, why do you think that the the we're conditioned to follow the food pyramid and two thousand calorie diet? Like, why why is that a thing still? Like, why do we hide the fact that we're doing these things, like calorie <clears throat> counting? Well, I I was more like thinking of more like why do we why are we still taught that that's the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Again, I think it, it is kind of conditioning. And unfortunately, I think that food is something that people feel gives them control over their life when maybe everything else is out of control. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I maybe can't or won't control the fact that I'm in this abusive relationship right now, but I can restrict my food so that maybe they'll find me more attractive. Mm you know, and maybe it's me and it's not them. Mm -hmm. And I think like, that's something that I personally dealt with in that relationship is like, Oh, my boyfriend cheats on me all the time and talks down to me, speaks down to me because I must not be good enough. Like it's probably because I'm, I weigh too much. Like I don't look like that other girl on Mm -hmm. campus. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I, I felt that I wasn't strong enough to leave him. And so I controlled my food. And it wasn't just about him, but I think that is part of it is that we can feel so out of control in other aspects of our lives, whether it's careers that we're very unhappy in 
or abusive relationships, if it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, um, if it's our parents and we can come back to that place of like, this is something that I can use to make me feel better. And then I also think that it's marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's now, you know, marketing has evolved to where it's no longer just print and movies. Um, it's, of course, we could talk about this all day, but Instagram, yeah. you know, so it's like if you go on your app and you, you know, go to the Instagram settings and you track how much time you're spending on Instagram every day and maybe you find out that you're spending two or three hours a day, that's two or three hours of content marketing that you're consuming um, and that whether negative or positive impacts how you feel about yourself. Yeah, totally, 100%. I know that's kind of a long answer. Well, yes, but listen, like we're having a conversation. We're on a road trip together. (laughs) We've got lots to cover. So my question, let's go back to the girl who was the only way she felt like she could control her life was through food. Let's go back to that girl. Like what, what, what would you say to, to that girl right now? Because I think that if we can kind of figure out what you would say, then that could be some really potent advice for a lot of women and men who are experiencing this right now. Mm-hmm. I think what I would say is now is the time to enjoy your life. You're young like this once and there's so much beauty and so much around you and so many relationships and fun things to go out and do and experiences to be had and it's not worth you putting yourself through this restriction and these feelings of guilt and shame because you're going to flash forward 20, 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now and look back and and like me want to slap my young self in the face and say, wake up. Like, look how much you had. Look how wonderful you were. Look how many opportunities and people that loved you. Mm. And you weren't living in the moment. You were just more worried about what you were eating and how people were perceiving you. But when you look back on your life, you're not going to, you want to remember the experiences, the people, the places you traveled to, the careers that you had, like, you know, all of that, not like, what was I eating? Yeah. Okay. All right, so that's really beautiful. And I want you all to just like take a moment, take a deep breath and receive all of that because it's really, really exciting. And while you're thinking about that, we're gonna get started with our first road trip game of the day. <laughs> I, um, guests are always excited about this because you have no idea what to expect. I know, expect. I'm scared, so, I'm excited. Uh, so when you were talking about all of like the, the restriction in the food, I thought it would be really fun to play the alphabet game. Okay. So have you played the alphabet game before? No. Okay, so the alphabet game is we're gonna start, we're just gonna make our way through the alphabet. So A, B, C, D, you know, you know the alphabet. Okay. And um, we're gonna, I'm gonna choose a category. So the category is gonna be junk food, okay? Oh, okay? And so like you have to say a junk food that starts with an A, then I'll do a B, then you do a C, then I'll do an E, get it? Oh, okay. Wait, C, D. I know the alphabet. So, so okay. So, um, and the, the just like the first thing that comes to your mind. And also, hold on. I don't know if I want to do junk food because then people are going to be like, wait, I didn't think that was junk food. Oh, right. You know? We don't want people to no, feel guilty. No, we don't want any guilt or shame no. here. So how about we just do like food? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to let you start. Okay. Um, apples. Banana. Carrots. Uh, dairy that's not i guess it's a food group you're welcome okay fine yeah Mm -hmm. i was gonna say donuts oh oh, yeah yeah yeah. eggs um see i just wanted to maybe see frankfurters oh my gosh this is so funny um um oh god Mm -hmm. grapes i swear Uh, i'm doing like all fruit uh, ham um, ice cream. Jujubes. <laughs> what is that? It's like a uh, candy. Okay. Come I trust on. You. you used to steal candy. You I know. know. I'm not jujubes though. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Um, H I J K. Um, Krispy Kreme. That is a type of donut. <laughs> You're right. It is. <laughs> you know, it's a K. stretch. Um, um, long. Uh, longans. What is it's that? It's a kind of fruit. Come on. There's lechees oh, and there's longans. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah. 
Mango. <laughs> Wait, M, M. N. Okay, great, great. Nectarines. Okay. I'm gonna. I want to say orange, but I, I've done so many fruits. Let me okay. think of something else. Okay, great. Um, Challenging yourself. I like it. Um, udon. Ooh. That starts with a U. Oh, oranges. <laughs> <laughs> uh, persimmon. You're doing fruits too. Oh, you know what? Cute. Great, cute, great. Um, Oh no! You you can do this. I believe in you. You already. Q. You, um. Q. I know. I know one. You know one. Mm -hmm. Quinoa. No. Quinoa's. Oh, you're right. Uh, yes. Listen. Listen. He's gluten free. He knows. <laughs> okay, I lost. You you lost. Okay, Damn great. It. It's Q is a hard one though. It was. It was. You're right. You're right. I, that was listen, fun though. I'm so happy you had I'm fun. I'm gonna do we, that now on road trips. <laughs> we've got a lot, we've got a few more games really? to play. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on one second. I had to pull over the self-love police. They were like, woo, woo, woo. Gotta learn how to love yourself a little bit more here, boyfriend. And yes, the police called me boyfriend. <laughs> now, here's the thing. If you are hearing anything in this episode and you're like, wow, I want to dig a little bit deeper into learning how to love myself and I just have no idea where to start, if that's a question that's come up for you, what I would love for you to do is head on over to my website and take my free self-love quiz. Now in this quiz, it is five questions. It's super easy, less than a minute to answer them, and it's going to give you the exact tool that is going to support you learning how to love yourself. So you don't have to do it alone anymore. You don't have to keep on guessing. This is going to tell you exactly what to do and I'm going to give you the resources to do it. So if you're ready to step into learning how to love yourself unconditionally, join me at paulfishman.love forward slash quiz. Take the quiz and find out the tool that is going to support you learning how to love yourself. And with that being said, the police said, all right, we'll give you a pass this time, but you better start learning soon. <laughs> Let's get back on the road. I love to ask this question because I think it's really just like a fun icebreaker, even though the ice is already broken. Okay. Like, what is the best mistake you've ever made? Oh. Hmm. That is such a good question. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. Um, the best mistake I've ever made. I think potentially not being super feeling... Um, feeling really fulfilled in the last corporate job that I had, like not feeling like, even though I was good at it, I performed well, I didn't feel that it was, I was very good at it. Mm. Like I didn't feel like I felt like it was a mistake to go into that job because I just wasn't fulfilled. I didn't think I was very good at it. I felt like it was hard and extremely stressful and it didn't come naturally to me. Like it came to maybe other people. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I ended up taking a leap of faith from that job. And that's when I started my coaching career. So, so I feel cool. like that was the best mistake. I, I really appreciate that you shared that because I'd love to understand because a lot of people are in your shoe or mm -hmm. are in those shoes right now, like working a job that doesn't fill them up, working a job that they don't feel qualified to do. Like mm -hmm. there, there's lots of, you know, pieces of that puzzle. You know, what, what made you not listen to your intuition? Because it sounds like you intuitively knew that it wasn't the right job for you. Mm -hmm. But what made you push all of that aside? Knowing it wasn't right? Yeah. I think I was kind of desperate at that point in my life to figure out what kind of job I could do that would make me money. Mm. And um, that I could continuously kind of crawl up the ladder and get bonuses and... Um, something where I could maybe utilize my, um, I did event production for a, for a while. So use some of those skills. And then also I was a journalism major. So some of my writing skills. Got it. And so the job that it was, was I was a um, community manager for this big PR and marketing firm. So I worked in the digital arm mm -hmm. and I managed different social media accounts. And I had to create all the caption copy and write blog posts and um, outreach to influencers 
It's so funny because I feel like I know nothing about that now because Instagram's changed so much. That was when I was 28, 29. So like last week. Last week. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, so I think, but that's, that's so cool because you, uh, you had the opportunity. I just got my driver's license last week. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so you got to learn all this stuff and you got to be paid to do it. And now like you use it in your everyday, I'm sure. Yeah. To an extent. Yes. So like, no, absolutely. So that's okay. Now exactly. I know why it was the best mistake exactly. you've ever made. Yeah. So I learned so much from that job. And I think it was really interesting because I had to like mold my writing style to different brand voices. Mm. And so it, it was actually kind of hard when I started my business and I was like, wait, what's my voice? I've been writing everybody else's voices for so long that I don't even know my own voice. And so when I found that, it was like this light bulb of, and it just kept flowing. And now I think I'm almost, I, I've gotten so many skills about, you know, how to market how to market yourself. I'm such an ideas person. I'm always coming up with ideas. I love brainstorming. I love helping other entrepreneurs grow. And I work with a lot of clients that I help them to start little side hustles or even leave their current jobs. Um, so it's something I'm really passionate about, but I would say something I'm not so strategic about when it comes to social media is like, I only post when I feel inspired and I can't plan it. Like I can't pre-plan it. Oh, okay. Yeah, listen, I think that we put too much stress and weight on one specific thing. Like mm -hmm. what I found and really what I feel like to bring self-love into your life and yeah. your business is just, you got to have fun. Yes. Like it has to be fun and easy. If it's not fun, if it feels forced, mm -hmm. if it's, if it's not, and when I say easy, I'm not saying like just handed to meaning like there should be this feeling of ease when you're yeah. doing it like like when An you would excitement. yeah when you would go into your old job you wouldn't feel excited or it, it, it was feel it felt hard you you constantly gave yourself like this stress so mm -hmm. you know I think that's the perfect opportunity to talk a lot about like what does stress do to the body when it comes to food consumption and mm. all that jazz so much. yeah so much. Stress is, you know, it, it's, this is something I've been, actually, it's very timely. I've been speaking about this a lot lately. I feel like stress, like on a hormonal level, cortisol is your, is your stress hormone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you are really stressed out and, you know, let's say that you wake up in the morning and you check Instagram and you don't take that time for yourself and it just, you're getting this dopamine hit, but at the same time you're like comparing yourself to other people. And then you're thinking about, then all this time has been sucked away by you going down the feed that you're like, oh shoot, I have five minutes to get ready. Oh my God, what am I going to wear? I don't know what to wear. I don't like how I look in this outfit, but I need to get out the door and I have to like feed my kids or whatever it is. And that kind of stress on so many levels, like you know, increasing your cortisol levels very quickly and then not having an outlet to bring them back down mm. um, can manifest in what shows up on your plate. Because if you're so stressed in the morning, like that morning I'm just describing, and you're not leaving yourself time to make a meal that fills you up and is tasty and satisfying, you're probably going to grab something on the go, whether it's, you know, fast food or a protein bar that might be healthy but isn't filling enough. And then two hours later, you're like, you're in a, in a conference call, but you're so hungry. You just need whatever's close. And there's a room at work that has bagels and cream cheese and you grab that. And it kind of sets you up for this spiral the rest of the day. And then when you're eating from a place of stress, also, this is like another kind of different side of it. I shouldn't be eating this. This has too many carbohydrates, like too many calories. What am I doing? Oh my God, like you're elevating your cortisol levels, which then when you do that and there's no outlet, it actually causes you to hang on to stored fat. And primarily cortisol likes to go right to the belly and the unflattering areas that we don't want it to go to. And then the same thing is true when you are over-exercising. So if you're going to like all these super high-intensity workouts, you're going to soul cycle you know, five times a week and you're like, why is my body not changing? 
Um, that is a form of stress on the body when you're over-exercising. And then to kind of go on top of that, when you're over-exercising, but then you're also going into the workout stressed and dread, with dread, like, oh, this is going to be so hard. Just get through it. It's okay. Like, again, leveling up your cortisol levels, which can make you hang on to the very fat that you're trying to burn. Mm. So there's so many different ways that it, it can affect your body. So... I hear all of this and I get really overwhelmed. It's stressful to talk about. It's super stressful to talk about. So it's like, so just take, let's just use me as an example. Okay. So before I took a leap into being a self-love coach, I taught spin. I wanted Uh, to ask you that. Okay. So I taught uh, at my, the most, I was teaching 11 classes a week. Wow. Which most of my fitness friends that's that's where they were you know that that's the amount of classes you had to teach to like support yourself Mm -hmm. so like i i mean of course that's not normal so like scale it back but i had a lot of clients who would you know i started on my weight loss journey going to spin seven times a week Mm -hmm. and it worked really well but like that might be one piece of the puzzle but where would you just start like where where would you start if you know that like there's something's got to change like would it be admitting that you need support, but what if someone can't afford to hire a coach? Mm-hmm. Like, what would you recommend the first step? Just with, like, wellness overall? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the first step is you have to be ready to make a change. And you have to be willing to under- and to understand and know that, you know, if your goal is to find a lifestyle that you do look forward to waking up in the morning, but you still want to maybe lose some weight or your energy levels aren't great and you want to feel better. So you know that there's some change that needs to happen with what you're eating, what you're doing for your workouts, what your stress levels are like. Um, but you also don't want to be like super restricted. Like maybe you're coming off of a lot of dieting. Mm -hmm. I think one, you have to, you know, say, okay, I'm ready to make a change. And I know that, you know, it's going to take me actually like moving my body, eating the foods and, and creating the shift. Like I can use supportive tools, but at the end of the day, I have to be the one to do it. So I also have to be open to suggestions and kind of experimenting with my body to see what works. Cause maybe you don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe you've just been following what everybody has been telling you to do. Maybe you've been listening to podcasts and there's one expert who tells you to go vegan. The next one tells you to be keto and every week you're like something else and it's very confusing it's so confusing very confusing so much there's so much out there yes there's too much out there. well there's you know the school that i went to for nutrition um the institute for integrative nutrition we learn over 100 different dietary theories and the point is is that if there there's a reason there's 100 different dietary theories if there was one that worked for everyone there'd be one right but obviously there's hundreds of them because everybody does well with something a little bit different. And so I think one of the biggest, like the things that's really helped me in my life is, and my clients is keeping what I call a food and mood journal. Mm. And I actually have created one, but you can do it however you like and take, you know, at least a week, but a month would be great to start tracking what you're eating and how you feel felt before and after. Yeah. And not tracking, like, calories or even, like, tablespoons. Like, just I had a chicken salad with this, this, and this on it. I had, like, a protein shake with chocolate protein, blueberries, hemp seeds, whatever. Um, I felt really happy. I enjoyed it. Afterwards, I was full for four hours. Um, Oh, God. No, no, no. I was just like, oh, wow. Yeah. And then before, like, how did you feel before? I was hangry. Like, I just, like, wanted to, like, eat whatever was in sight. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. that... That's why you went and grabbed whatever you grabbed that maybe didn't serve or support your current desires and goals. Mm. Um, maybe you did go for like the footlong sub that was coming around at, at lunchtime um, because you you hadn't really planned ahead and also because you were just so hangry at that point. Like it didn't matter what it was. And so I think that's really powerful because you become what I call a compassionate detective into your own body. Like we can read all the science experiments or all the scientific studies rather, um, that say 
coconut oil is bad for you. It's good for you. Like, this is great for you. Don't eat this. Like, eat this many mushrooms and, you you know, you'll reduce your risk of cancer. But, like, what actually works for you? Because you're really, you know, dairy is inflammatory. Yes, it can be for sure. But, like, maybe you do really well on dairy and you've just not been eating it because you keep hearing it's bad for you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about, like, starting to, like, drown out the outside voices and just really be that detective that detective into your own body you are the best science experiment and and from there you you see these patterns like oh my gosh every time I eat this breakfast I'm not satisfied I want sugar after craving whatever Um, or every time I eat this I'm feeling really satisfied and happy and then the other piece of it too is when you check in and you say what do I what do I want to eat how do I want to feel afterwards you check in you say I really want this pasta at this, at my favorite restaurant and it's okay that I don't feel so great afterwards. Like I'm okay. kind of having a bloated tummy and like maybe being a little hungover tomorrow, but I'll just relax. I'll go for a walk. I'll cook some really beautiful food and I'll just keep moving forward. I love that. I think it's so like, like food and just, it's such a mentality game. It's such a mindset game. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Um, And I mean, speaking of games, I think we need to play another one. So I want to play two truths and a lie with you. Okay. But so here's the thing. Um, I want to get the audience involved here. So I want you to listen to the two truths and a lie. And I want you to comment. I want you to comment right below because this is is only going to be for YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, I want you to comment below what truth you think, which one you think is the truth and which is the lie. (laughs) And I'm going to choose one very special person who's going to get a very special gift. So, so so much fun. So I'm going to do it and you're going to do it, but I'm going to let you go first. And then we're going to get to the bottom of it. So two truths and a lie. So I say, so you have to choose I haven't two played truths. this in so long. Well, that's why we're here. Oh, I say it, my so two truths. So you two and truths and one lie, and then I'll say mine, and then we're going to have to guess the other person's. And we're going to let the audience guess as well. Okay. Let's see. Um. And this is hard for me because I have to think of a new one every single time. Oh, wow. That is hard. <laughs> oh, man. That's good, though. It's kind of a good skill. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me think here. Okay. I have been married twice. Um, I have lived in South Korea and in England and in California. And then... I, my favorite, uh, let's see, my favorite food is sushi. All right. Okay. I'm going to, I'm so, so if you're watching this, go down to the comments, which one do you think is the lie? Let us know. Remember, I'm going to choose one person. doesn't matter if you get it right. I'm going to choose one person, get a very special gift. Get it Okay. Um, my two truths and the lie. Okay. Um, made it to the second round of American Idol. I taught spin for six years and my middle name is Howard. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to guess that your lie is that you've, uh, that you've been married twice. (laughs) You got it right. Attention. You're really good at this, but you've had some fun. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but I don't know you. That's so. true. That's true. All right. Your turn. But maybe you're good at poker faces. Mm. Um, I think your lie is your middle name. My lie is American Idol. No. I only I only taught spin for four years. I knew that. Girl, was, you weren't listening. No, okay, that's what I was gonna say, but I was like, but he just told me that uh-huh, he was a spin. Okay, uh-huh, so I don't. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. You know, you, you gotta. That's that's the trick. You just, <sighs> All right, I need to practice my right, road trip. You got skills. you got to practice it. Okay, <laughs> so um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited that we're having this conversation about. Uh, all of, because the, the thing that I've really been trying to round out with my life and what I'm doing and how I consume is that I want it to be calm and easy and I just need to mm-hmm. not be so anxious. And I never thought that I was a controlling person, but I found that 
uh, I'm on this journey now where if you've been following me for a long time, you know that like I choose a plant-based diet primarily at first it was for conscious consumption because I knew how much water went into agriculture. And it's really hard for me to do that, especially when California suffers with a a drought a lot of the time. And, um, and, and now it's just, it, and then I got a dog and I was just like, oh, I can't. no, I so, get it. So it's just like, what would you say to the person like me who has a really, really hard time, like letting go, letting go of, of just like all of the external things that people are saying and all of the, the internal feelings and emotions, like how can you wade through all of that and really tap into what works for you. I know we Mm -hmm. talked about the food journaling, which I love, but I have a feeling that that's not going to be a place where someone's willing to start because Mm -hmm. that's a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's as simple as those two questions I said, like, what do I really feel like eating Mm -hmm. right now? Like minus the pressures that I feel from maybe people thinking that I'm still a vegan and me not wanting to let them down or the pressures that I feel because I heard last week that I should do the keto diet and like, I really don't feel like a Mm. no carb food right now. Mm. Like minus all of that. Like if I could just take a moment, take 30 seconds, like it, it can be so simple, um, down to like, do I want a cold food or a hot food? You know? Okay. I'm hot right now. It's summertime. For me personally, the smoothie bowls are sounding really good in the morning versus when it was a little bit colder, I wanted to do warmer foods. Mm -hmm. So is it something cold that you want or something hot? Is it like ice cold or is it just like, you know, a little bit cold? Um, Do I want something soft, something crunchy, salty, sweet? And just kind of getting in touch with what flavors you're looking for and what you want out of that meal. How do you want to feel from that meal? Do you want to be, you know full and satisfied and energized and light and happy, you know, um, or, you know, or are you okay? Maybe feeling a little icky, like I said before, because it's, it's maybe worth it to you in that moment because you've checked in and the thing that you want maybe isn't the healthiest, but that's what you wanted. And you made that choice for you. And if you can do that, you know, kind of commit to that for a couple of weeks You know, you're really, I highly doubt that you're going to see any, if any negative changes in your body because so often the choices that we make that we call cheats or bad food come from a place of restricting ourselves because we're doing what we feel like we should be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you kind of eliminate a lot of that stuff when you just actually put into your body what you really feel like. And, and you can find swaps. Like if you know, okay, this pasta dish really isn't going to serve me. I'm going to feel like crap afterwards. Like how can you create a swap for that? And I'm like the queen of swaps. So I have swaps for all my favorite food. Love the queen of swaps. I want to talk about that. <laughs> what, like, what are some, some swaps that you use every day? Okay. So I love to do rice bowls with cauliflower or broccoli rice. Mm. And if I want to do, if I'm feeling like, okay, I want to go pretty low carb, I will do, but I want a lot of food. I'll do like a mixture of cauliflower and broccoli rice. You can grab bags of them at Trader Joe's. And then I decide, okay, like, so let's say I'm feeling like a rice bowl. I'm like, okay, my swap is the cauliflower and the broccoli rice. Now, what do I want next? Do I want like an Asian style? Do I want Mexican style? So how do I build the bowl based on that craving? Mm. Asian, okay, I'm going to saute it in coconut aminos or soy sauce and ginger. And then I'm going to put some sesame oil in there. And then I'm going to do edamame and cucumbers and carrots and, and salmon and like build it off of the Asian vibe. And then same with like Mexican bowl, guacamole, beans, chicken, whatever, tofu. And then, so that's a good one. If I'm like, you know what? I actually want some of the real stuff, but I don't want to eat like this huge mass of rice, like a huge volume of rice. I'll mix in like half quinoa, half broccoli rice, like or half rice, half broccoli rice. Um, and then another one that I love is a pasta swap. It's called palmini. I have, have you heard ha- it? I've heard of it and I had it once and I liked did it. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So it's hearts of palm. And which is basically like an artichoke and, um, it comes into linguine form and you can order it on Amazon. It comes in these cans or pouches and you just 
rinse it off with water. Some people say that they soak theirs in almond milk for like 30 minutes, and I guess it gets rid of some of the like artichoke flavor. Huh. And then I just throw that in a pan with some pesto. I saute some veggies, and then I love to top it with like poached eggs or shrimp. And I do that at least once a week. Um, so that's a good one. Also, Cauliflower um, is a brand that does the best cauliflower pizza crust. Mm -hmm. So we'll do like pizza nights at my place. Um, I love Julian Bakery. They have a bunch of different, like they have protein bars, but they also have this really good grain-free granola, which is like high in protein, yeah. no sugar. Um, they have like an espresso one, a chocolate one. So the other day I was craving like a sweet breakfast. So I did the chocolate Julian Bakery with coconut milk, like full fat coconut milk. And then I drizzled this like, it's called, um, I think they're called like, it's called super fat. And it's these little pouches of like chocolate, coconut, and hazelnut, like mm. nut butter. And like drizzled a little of that with like frozen berries on top. So good. So that's a swap. And then, oh, beauty bar chocolate. Uh-huh. Wait, wait. Yes, wait, we have I, to show I, you. Got some beauty bar chocolate. Beauty bar chocolate. Eat for peace, focus, and glowing skin. If only the camera could focus. Yeah, I know. It's like, you can't really see. But it's this cute little pink box. And my best friend actually created the line. It's sugar-free chocolate sweetened with monk fruit, which is one of my favorite sugar-free um, natural sweeteners. And so good. Yeah, it's so delicious. So I love to have, like, three squares of that at yeah. night with, like, a little hot chocolate. So basically what I'm hearing is that you just need to move in with me. Sure. Okay, great. Perfect. I'm glad we got that figured out. <laughs> What's my living situation? <laughs> What's your living situation? Right. Well, we have a really cute puppy. So oh, like, he'll like cuddle that. with you all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So I just have a couple more questions for you and we have one more road trip game to play. But before we play that game, I want to know what does self-love mean to you? Oh. Okay. So self-love to me, I think is learning to enjoy the time that you have with yourself mm. free from the need for outside validation from other people. So get to know yourself without needing the validation from anybody else and really just getting to know yourself on a deeper level. And it's kind of like what we talked about with the food. Like, what do I really want to do? Like what makes me feel loved versus like, what am I doing or feel like I should be doing for everybody else? Yeah. I love that. Such a beautiful definition. Thank, oh, thank you. I just, that came to me. <sighs> beautiful. Okay. What's so, yours? Um, <laughs> so my definition of self-love is it's the devotion to your individuality. So it's Ugh. being truly who you are. Yes. Unapologetically. Because the word self means individual mm -hmm. and love is devotion. So getting devoted to that and knowing that like you as you are is exactly mm -hmm. how we need you. So you going through the pain, you turning it into your purpose, you being the health coach, like, and, and posting on Instagram when you want to post, that's yeah. how we need you. If you were doing it another way, it wouldn't be you. And yep. that's not a cute look and it's not self-love. I really like that definition. <sighs> well, um, let's play our last road trip game. Okay. We are going to play, and I play this with all my guests. We are going to play Fuck, Mary Kill. Okay. okay. I like that one. Great. So, um, and it's with inanimate objects. We're not going to do like people cause I don't need, do not need a PR nightmare on my hands. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, fuck, Mary kill fat, protein, and carbs. Oh, um, <laughs> definitely fuck carbs. Okay. Um, marry fat or shoot. I like to make it Mary fat. I'll kill protein. Okay. Yeah. Great. I love it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, um, Jess, this has been so much fun. Tell me, you you have a special gift for everyone, but also just tell everyone where they can find you and, and what you have going on and if, if they feel really called to work with you, how they can do that. Absolutely. So I'm so shy when it comes to promotion. I need to get better at that. So bodyblissbyjess.com. And then you can follow me over at Instagram, Body Bliss by Jess. I'm also on Facebook, but do Instagram. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm not on Twitter or any of that stuff. So that's basically how you find me. I'm pretty good at responding to all DMs. I love to engage with people. So definitely shout out to me if you have questions or just want to want to connect. I love that. And then I have this 20-day sexy sugar cleanse. And I do want to give you like one minute of information because yeah, I don't please. want you to think like, 
I, it's like this restrictive, strict diet. Um, I found in my practice that a lot of my clients struggle with sugar addiction and have a really, really hard time making the choices that maybe might serve them or support their goals. Because when you, when your body's biologically addicted to sugar, it's physically impossible to use willpower to overcome a craving. Mm. So it's not your fault. And that kind of gives you freedom to be like, I just need a little, little system reboot. So this gives you a little system reboot. It's an ebook. It's filled with my style and imagery and my voice. And the whole idea is that if you have a meal that's not perfect, because perfect is not a thing, um, or you have a day that is a little bit, you know, off, or you decide to celebrate one day and just go out to eat and have whatever, that's totally fine. Just keep moving forward. That's what matters because as humans, we're innately our happiest when we're progressing and making change. So when you're on a diet and you screw up and you fall off the wagon, those are words I don't like to use, but um, you throw in the towel after a while because it's like, this is too hard. I feel guilty all the time. I don't want to do it. But if you were to just keep moving forward, then you're you're progressing. You're yeah. making change and you're still reaping the benefits. So that's really the idea behind it. And a lot of my clients, people have done it, feel... Um, a whole bunch more energy. They say the 3 p.m. slump goes away. Um, they might release a little bit of weight. They feel um, better after workouts. I mean, there's. I have a lot of testimonials. So you can use the code Sexy Self Love for 50% off on my website, and it gives it to you for just 30 bucks. Amazing! And I'll have all that information linked in the show notes or the description on YouTube. Jess, thank you so thank much you for joining me on the road to self-love. This was such a blast. <laughs> I had so much fun <laughs> I with you. I could do this every day. Uh, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> and Jess, you're, you're launching a podcast soon too. So yes. um, whenever that goes live, guys, make sure to follow her. Do the sexy sugar cleanse. I mean, who doesn't want to feel sexy and sweet at the same time? Yes. Uh, and uh, you get a Facebook group too, which is so cool mm-hmm. because you know that I love a community moment. So uh, once again, thank you so much for being here. And please make sure to like, comment, subscribe, rate and review the show. And we will see you next time on the road to self-love. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me on the road to self-love. It means so much to me that you show up every week to experience these transformative conversations and truly learn how to love yourself from all different points and aspects of life. Now, with that being said, I would be honored if you would be willing to rate and review the show. Better yet, if you subscribe and even share this podcast with one person, it will supply a massive domino effect of these messages reaching so many people who desperately need to hear these words. So if you feel like joining the self-love fam, do that right here now. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. And most importantly, remember that you are worth it, you deserve it, and you are not alone. We'll see you next time on the road to self-love.